0: This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. What you're about to hear is Saint John Bosco having a nightmare, and he describes it to his the boys under his care. For those who don't know much about Don Bosco, he operated a orphanage for boys. And he would often relay his dreams to them because they were often dreams about salvation and about the state of souls of those around him and other such things important for the duties of a priest. He is a saint after all, and this was a very unusual charism that he had, a different kind of way of reading souls, I suppose. But his dreams are instructive for us. They give us insight into things about the nature of spiritual warfare, and here you're going to hear a different kind of dream from him. One is of a nightmare. And this nightmare is instructive because it reminds us that the saints were also facing temptations themselves every day. Sometimes they were tormented. And other times they were not more than tormented. They were, there was attempts to intimidate them from the demonic. People sometimes ask why I call things, I use the word diabolical so much, and demonic and devilish to describe things going on in the church. Remember, our battles against princes and principalities, and some people think that means the secular rulers. No, princes and principalities is references to the demonic. We are in a battle against the supernatural, folks. Numerous saints have said if you could see the number of demons out there, they, you would not be able to see the sun. They would blot out the sun. That's how many there are. A sobering thought. So here's St. John Bosco on his dream of just what he calls the monster. A horrible monster. My dear boys, last night I said that I had something unpleasant to tell you. It's a dream I had. I was not going to talk about it because I thought it was nothing but a dream. And because whenever I have narrated my dreams, remarks and objections have been made. Now, however, a second dream forces me to reveal the first, and all the more so considering that for the past few nights, particularly the last three nights, I have been repeatedly troubled by nightmares. You know that I went to Lonzo for a little rest. Well, on my last night there, no sooner had I fallen asleep than I dreamed that I saw a most loathsome toad, huge as an ox, enter my room and squat on the foot of my bed. I stared breathlessly as its legs, body, and head Swelled and grew more and more repugnant. Its green body, fiery eyes, red lined mouth and throat, and small bony ears presented a terrifying sight. Staring wildly, I kept muttering to myself, but a toad has no ears. I also noticed two horns jutting from its snout and two greenish wings sprouting from its sides. Its legs looked like those of a lion, and its long tail ended in a forked tip. At the moment, it seem, I seemed not a bit afraid, but when that monster began edging closer to me, opening its huge, tooth-studded studded jaws, I really became terribly frightened. I thought it was a demon from the pit, because it looked like one. I made the sign of the cross, but nothing happened. I rang the bell, but no one responded. I shouted, but in vain. The monster would not retreat. "'What do you want from me, you ugly devil?' I asked." As if an answer had just, it just crept forward, ears fully stretched out and pointing upward. Then resting its front paws on the top of the bedstead and raising itself on its hind legs, it paused momentarily, looked at me and crawled forward on my bed until its snout was close to my face. I felt such revulsion that I tried to jump out of bed, but just then the monster opened its jaws wide. I wanted to defend myself and shove the monster back, but it was so hideous that even in my predicament, I did not dare to touch it. I screamed and frenziedly reached behind me for the small holy water font, but I only hit the wall. Meanwhile, the monstrous toad had managed to mouth mouth my head so that half my body was inside its foul jaws. In the name of God, I shouted, why are you doing this to me? And at these words, the toad drew back and let my head free. Again, I made the sign of the cross, and since I had now dipped my hand in the holy water font, I flung a few drops of water at the monster. With a frightening shriek, it fell backward and vanished. While a mysterious voice from on high clearly said, Why don't you tell them? The director of Lonzo, Father Lemoyne, awakened by my prolonged shriek, heard my pounding on the wall. Don Bosco, he asked me in the morning, were you having nightmares last night? Why do you ask? Because I heard your screams. I realized that God willed I should reveal what I had seen. For this reason, and to rid myself of these nightmares, I have decided to tell you everything. Let us thank the Lord for his mercy. Meanwhile, let us strive to carry out his admonitions, no matter what way he may choose to make them known to us, and let us use the means he sends to enable us to save our souls. Through these dreams I have come to know the state of conscience of each of you. I wish, though, that you keep within these walls what I am going to disclose to you. I beg you not to write about it or talk about it outside the house, because such things are not to be ridiculed, as some people might do. And also because I want to avoid possible unpleasant complications. I tell you these things confidently as father to his beloved sons, and you should listen as though it were your own father telling them to you. Well, then here are the dreams which I would rather forget but must reveal. I began to have these dreams on Sunday, April 5th, at the very beginning of Holy Week, and this went on for several miserable nights. These dreams so exhausted me that in the morning I felt more done in than if I had been working all night. They also alarmed and upset me very much. The first night I dreamed that I was dead. The second that I was standing at God's judgment seat to settle my accounts. After each dream, I awoke to realize that I was alive and had time to prepare better for a holy death. The third night I dreamed that I was in heaven. I surely enjoyed that, but it all vanished when I woke up the next morning. I nevertheless felt determined, no matter what the cost, to gain the eternal kingdom which I had glimpsed. So far, these dreams did not concern you in the least and would have meant nothing to you. When one falls asleep with something on his mind, his imagination goes to work, and he dreams about it. A frog-like monster that is attempting to consume him before making the sign of the cross. Certainly, that could be a parable. It could be a parable about sin. It could be a parable about temptation and about the things he deals with himself, that he was dealing with himself in his life that were still keeping him from achieving sanctity. How his sins threatened to subsume him. Perhaps hubris, the first deadly sin, which the world is celebrating right now. Perhaps it was some other sin that he was worried about. Or perhaps this was something to relay to the people around him, to the children under his care. I'm not entirely sure which. I'm curious what you think about it. What do you think this was a vision of? Was this something a a metaphor or was this something real? was he truly being tormented by something from the other side something that was trying to intimidate him to make him lose the faith because remember the entire point of sin the entire point of you falling into sin is to get you to lose the faith to once to separate yourself from God that is the entire point of everything the demonic does because once your faith is lost you have no hope for salvation, unless you regain the faith, which is itself an amazing grace for those who have lost their faith and gotten it back. One wonders what St. John Bosco was going through here, what it, was, what it meant. I'm curious what you think. Do you think it was real? Like an actual visitor that he was dealing with in a supernatural sense? Or was this some sort of metaphor from on high to show him that he was dealing with sinful temptations in his own life. He never makes it quite clear, which is unusual from a vision of St. John Bosco. He usually explains what it means. The next one of these I'll do for you will be on his vision of the vine, and it's about sin and all sorts of other things. It's actually from the same chapter, so it'll probably build off of this. But for now, I'm curious what you think about the monster. So let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It certainly helps. So does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot too. So always pray for the church. Make the most of Mass today, please. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.